Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, this is your boy Frank Gore. You li- I'm listening to the 49er Rush Niners all day. That's Brain Sits Home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, 49ers faithful? Uh, One, it's great to be with you guys, as always. So thank you for showing up. What's up, Countdown Crew? Hashtag CC. As we're getting closer and closer to the end of the month, I think it's huge that you get those in there. We're going to be having some more giveaways right at the turn of the month, which, you know, the 49ers, this game against Chicago, we're in Chicago, Halloween night. It's going to be absolutely incredible. And in the midst of all the turmoil, and it's frustrating. You lose four games in a row, that sucks. (laughs) Do you know how you remedy and fix situations? You win football games. And the 49ers have an opportunity to do that this week. Very winnable game. The 49ers are actually favored by more points than they were against the Colts at home. Um, very winnable game. And we're, we're, the next episode is going to be predominantly, you know, Bears talk. But today, here's the deal. We are, there, there's so much new news um, out. Injury news. They're getting players back. Losing players for a very long extended period of time we've got Shanahan talking about the trade rumors with New England um, that just popped up in somebody's book we've got all kinds of different stuff out there we got a lot to get to plus we have some video clips of actual game footage breaking that down as well um it's gonna be a long one baby long is good that's not a bad thing at all um Luke thanks for the gift he hashtag CC he gifted on top of his CC appreciate it man hopefully you get some good tattoos done Luke really appreciate the support brother um Sean and this is where we're gonna start off we're gonna start off bad we're gonna jump to good and we're gonna go back to bad stay in bad for a little while and then we're gonna end with some good that's the play <laughs> I'm trying to balance out my notes as I go through like okay I can't play this many videos in a row um man that's way too much negativity and so try to balance the yin and Yang, I guess, um, of this podcast. Uh, you've heard it here first. The uh, 49ers Rush podcast, the yin and yang of 49ers podcast. Sean, he says, I hate to see it, but this Kinlaw news kind of sours me on his chances. Can't develop laying on a bed in recovery. Yeah, the very first news that, you know, came out today, and, you know, I was texting with some of my Niners buddies. Kinlaw is in Los Angeles determining. If he's going to need season injury surgery, sending season ending surgery or not, um, this hurts. This hurts a lot. Um, yeah, very quick sound bite here, but I want you to hear from Shanahan himself, just in case I misinterpreted anything or inflection. I think it's important to hear. This is what he had to say about Kinlaw. 
figure that out, whether he's going to get surgery or not or what kind of surgery, and I think we'll get some news on that pretty soon. Yeah, and so we'll get some news soon. I wouldn't be surprised if you get something by tomorrow that they determine um, you know what, what that needs. That knee injury, it, he injured it last year. Okay, it was late in the season after he had the pick six versus the Rams, if you remember that. And then he missed time after that. And it, tried to get it cleaned up, didn't get better. And then it was training camp, you know, tried to rest it, didn't get better. Tried to play through it, pain tolerance. It just doesn't have the push that he once had. It's rough. Um, it's rough, for sure. They, they have not put him on IR yet. So who knows? It's conjecture at this point, but it hurts. Um, for sure it hurts. Now, are the 49ers winning the Super Bowl this year? No, that's not happening at all. That's not what it is, but that's okay. We want to develop our rookies, right? We are, we want to develop our young talent, which he qualifies for that. And yeah, it sucks. Uh, you know, losing these games is not fun. And Shanahan's going to, you know, we're going to get a couple clips of that as well. The only way to do it is you got to turn around. You got to win a game. And <laughs> Debbie, is there such thing as a winnable game for us anymore? Yes, there is. We've only had one game that we lost by more than one score. So they've been competitive, and that was the most recent game um, after that Jimmy G interception. But, yes, very winnable games. You just got to do your job, and we'll talk about that some more. Now, let's try to swallow the pill here. Let's talk about some more people that did not practice today. Trent Williams with his ankle. Still not out there. And that hurts. That hurts big time. Now, Jalen Moore, he played great. I'm going to show a clip later on of that. Debo missed practice day with a calf. That's not good. <laughs> that is very, very bad. Now, they went on to say, Kyle said that he fully expects him to play this week, but it's injuries. How do you take that? You know, if there's one thing that I don't believe Kyle about, uh, there's a few things. One of them's injuries. He is not honest with injuries. It's just not who he is. Um, his dad wasn't either, if you go back to that. D Ford out with a concussion. Aziz out with a concussion. Chikwaski Tart, knee issue. I think he might be out for a little while. Maurice Hurst out with a calf. We got injuries. And again, it's not just Niners. You know, the best player for the Bears that were played this week just went on IR, Khalil Mack. So um, it's not like it's just us. It's a lot of people, and it sucks. AJ. He says, do you think there's a leadership issue in the locker room? We have great leaders. There might be a personality issue in the locker room, okay? And here's what I mean by that. Okay, you got Kittle. He's the vocal leader of the entire team, let alone the offense. Like, that's just who he is. His personality, alpha male, outspoken, on the field, work hard all those times. But when you're injured and you're not suited up, that changes, right? That takes a step back for sure. Outside of that... Who's the vocal leader? Trent Williams should be. He's not playing. Debo, he's young. Um, yeah, he's elite and all those things, that's for sure. Um, Alex Mack, you know, with his veteran presence, but it's only one year there. He doesn't know any of these guys. So there's an issue. Usually it's the quarterback, but Jimmy G's not the hoorah type guy. That's not who he is. Uh, he never was that, and I don't want him to try to be that. Don't be who you aren't. So offensively without Kittle, yes. I think that there is. Defensively, you got Fred Warner. That's his job. Uh, Nick Bosa, he's quiet. That's not who he is. Eric Armstead, quiet. Not who he is. Jimmy Ward, quiet. Not who he is. And so you got Fred Warner. Yeah, there's some issues. You know, we had Sherman. We had Joe Staley. We had those guys. They're not there anymore. Um, and it, it's not like it's a toxic locker room. And, you know, it, this is what happens, Okay. When bad things happen, the very first human inclination is, whose fault is it? Let's figure it out. And this is why there's so many of those other podcasts that are so negative, right? And they're like, oh, well, it's, it's this guy, it's this guy, it's this guy. And I've got so many emails blaming people like Parag Morante, who's a numbers guy. It's Parag's fault because he was here under Harbaugh and he's here now. Therefore, all these signings got to go on him. That's not how it works, man. That's not how it works. And we want to say, you, your fault. Let's fix it. Get them out of here. Whoever that is, let's move on. That's not reality, guys. That's not what it is. There are issues. Yes. And whenever you lose, that's just the way that it is. Nobody was talking about leadership issues week one or two, were they? No. Nobody was. Why? Because you were winning. 
They were against bad teams in close games, but it doesn't matter. When you get the W, things chill the hell out. And so you've got to deliver. I fully expect the 49ers to win this week. Can they lose it? Yes, they can. The, the Bears are a bad team. They're a bad coach team. They're worst coach. They don't have the talent that we have. And their best player is not playing. You say that for us too. Can the Bears win this game? 100%. They think this is a winnable game, and they should. I mean, Fields came out and talked about it today. But the 49ers have a better team. We have a better team than the Colts. We should have won that damn game too. We just didn't execute. I'm going to go over some of the reasons why. Um, but you got to win. You win, you solve those problems. People shut the hell up. That's just what it is. But as long as you keep winning, it compounds and it stacks on its it, on itself. And issues that might be smaller issues get magnified. And when people can't put their finger on one issue, that's where they start going to crazy narratives and blaming contract guys that crunch the numbers for personnel. That's the funniest thing I've heard. And I know there's a podcast pushing that. And I'm just like, what? Like, <laughs> wait, wait. like you're just grasping and you can't grab what it is that you want, so you just take a little bit of everything. Oh, it's this guy's fault. Oh, it's that guy's fault. Oh, it's probably this issue's fault. Oh, it's probably this. And it's just like, no, man. Like, just chill out. Chill out. One, that's not even... <laughs> Don't... I, I love conspiracy theories. I, you know, I teach history, government, economics, and, you know, I, I te I've taught conservative locations. I've taught liberal locations, whatever. But the one thing that's consistent, especially with high school kids, juniors and seniors is what I teach. Man, they'll fall for anything. And, again, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And, man, whether it's it, it, not saying it. How do I say this? They believe the craziest stuff ever. And I get it because they're not sure what they're sold on. And we're not sold on the 49ers right now. And rightfully so. We, we've been bad, right? We're losing games. So you, you have to find something to be upset about. And that's where all this craziness is coming out of. And, man, just relax, chill, breath. We're not winning the Super Bowl this year. We're going to figure some things out. The development of young players is key. And... You know, we're not to that point just yet where it's time to just say, you know what, screw this season. Let's throw everybody else in there and just let young guys play. Kyle Shanahan's going to talk about that. We're one game out of the playoffs right now, guys. Um, do I think we're going to make the playoffs? I do not. But you don't take the season in week seven. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the losses are bad. They are bad. They're really bad. Uh, thank you for the gift, Jason. Um, I, I love it, man. He said, keep it up. And yeah, I love the little pear guy. The little emoji is pretty cute. Um, yeah, some flat earthers over there, Barack. Yeah, it's, it's not my thing. Now, let's talk Trey Lance. This is huge, okay? And we're going to spend some time here because Trey Lance was limited today. Now, what does that mean? And what do you do with all this stuff, right? So, first off, he's limited today, so let's listen just to the quick clip. We got a couple clips stacked here together about Trey Lance today at practice from Kyle Shanahan. Uh, that's what we're going to see. We're going to put him in a couple reps there in scout team and see how he feels moving around and stuff, see how he does an individual and, um, you know, see how it goes that way. If he can, feels all right and um, no soreness after practice, we'll pick it up tomorrow. There you go. And so that that's key. And everybody wants Trey to start, including yours truly. I don't want him to start this week. I don't want him to start until he has a full week of starter snaps. Dude's missed two weeks, and he's limited today. He's not even getting a full practice in today. So you you got to be careful with that. And so it's good that he's back. That knee sprain was bad. And you want to put that on Kyle for running him 16 times? That's cool. That's a legit criticism that you can have and you can put on the head coach. That's a great criticism, a very logical one. Again, Kyle Shanahan said, we lost four games. I deserve criticism. I, 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 that's just what it is. AJ, thanks for the gift. He says, thanks for the grind, John. Always great content. I appreciate it. It is a grind. Uh, the season's very, very long. You know, I was sitting back. Um, go, looking at my calendar on the last day that I haven't taught, coached, or podcast, and I can't find the day yet. But I every single day in August, every single day in September, every single day in October, which is why I did to it in. It's all the way back to July. I want to sit down and try to figure out <laughs> when my last day that I wasn't, you know, doing one of those things. And that's okay. I love my jobs, all of them. It, it is a little much though, and it is a grind, um, especially when you're losing, man. It's hard to jump on here. It's hard for players. It's hard for coaches. It wears on you. But 
you got to keep going. You got to fight your way through it. I know we don't have influence on the games, but we do have influence on the communities, right? And so that's what's important. Now, back to trade talk. This, I thought, was key, okay? Kyle was asked why they, did, why they drafted Trey in the first place and why are they going to make the switch? Why draft him if you're not playing him? Listen to this answer. I've been, I've been saying the same damn thing for a while now, but I thought it was interesting. I know Kyle Shanahan listens to the podcast, so I know he gets his talking points from me, but uh, listen to this. This is pretty key. Being like that, but you know, we didn't draft Trey to just fix this year. You know, we drafted him so he could be the quarterback here of the future. And I get that's a matter of time. Um, but we're not playing him just because of what our record is or just because of that. So that's why our first thing in our discussions is how healthy is, is he and how's he going to look today. But just because of how our last four games have gone, that doesn't really affect on whether we're playing Trey or not right now. And I think us as fans, we say, well, we're losing all these games. It's time to switch. And again, that's our mindset, and that's okay. What you have to do is understand Kyle's making the decisions, right? Okay, so let's understand why Kyle does what he does. Jump into Kyle's brain. Let's do a being John Malkovich session here. Here's the whole idea. Kyle does not see Jimmy Garoppolo sucking as a reason to play Trey Lance. The only thing that matters in playing Trey Lance for Kyle Shanahan, not me. This is not me. This is what Kyle thinks. I'm speaking for him. When Trey's ready, Trey will start. Trey's not ready right now. I, I, I don't buy into that personally. I would prefer to have Trey Lance out there and learning and making mistakes and going through all that stuff. But we'll have to see there, man. Uh, we we got to see. And that, that's, that's his whole idea, right? And so they kept pressing... Kyle and they kept going after him. You bet you bet you back Kyle into a corner, he's gonna get real with you. And they they kept saying, like, why is he not starting yet? Like you, you drafted him, whenever else. Listen to this. And again, Kyle is is frustrated because of all the criticism and losing. When you don't do your job well, that's not a you have pride. You have to to be a coach, especially be a head coach. Listen to this. And I think that this is why Trey isn't starting yet and what it will be. Here we go. He's ready to start full-time yet. Um, I don't think it's the right thing for him to start full-time right now, especially when I don't even know if he can get through practice today. So I think it's – I don't – I told you guys I understood why the questions are coming, but that's why I don't understand why that keeps coming because I want to see if he's healthy today first. Um, and then when he's healthy um, for at least more than one day, then we'll start to see when it's the best time for him, which – I don't think that's crazy at all to think now's the best time for him when he's going to come out to practice limited for first time in two weeks. Yeah, it's so, again, reiterating, it's not the best thing for him. It's not the best thing for the team yet, especially without practicing. This week, I'm fine with that. Do I think Trey should be the starter moving forward? I do, but not coming off, you know, two off weeks with no practice and limited this week. I want him full week of practice. Ideally, if I was the head coach, I'd make that switch next week. This week, I'd get him 10 to 12 snaps, rotate him in some situations. Next week, he'd get all the starter snaps. Uh, don't care who the opponent is. Don't care. His first start was against the freaking undefeated Cardinals, right? Like, kid could handle it. We played. He played well enough to win. Again, you can go back to, <laughs> I hate that it was right, and we'll see what shakes out. I said that Trey Lance would be handed over the starting position week 11. That's what I said after he was drafted the whole time. And everybody's like, no, Jimmy's going to be traded and all that stuff. And all, really? And now some guy writes a book and comes out and says, oh, New England offered a two. That's what he tweeted out before the book came out. That's not what he said in his book, by the way. He was just clickbaiting it, and it worked. Uh, Matt Miller, who don't ever trust that guy for any Niners information Ever that dude has no clue. Uh, not a cool dude. Uh, does he do good evaluation? Sure, fine with that. I've listened to his podcast several times, but yeah, not a human being that you want to listen to and or trust with any information with the 49ers. I'm just telling you that right now. Um, so then now the book's officially out, and we got like pictures of the excerpts and all that stuff, and that's not what it said either. It said that there was again, this is based off of the guy's book who said New England offered it to, which they never did. The excerpt in his actual book said, well, there was some conversation on a price check that took place between the two teams, okay? 
no coaches ever even talked to each other. And Kyle was asked, were any of these rumors with New England offering a second for Jimmy Garoppolo true? No, none. That's, I'd also like to not keep answering questions about a book. Um, I promise if that was the case, then I would have talked to their head coach. Like, come on, man. Let, let's just be real here. Let's... And again, whenever you lose, I get all those things, and we take it. I mean, the guy literally, like, crapped on his own work because he's like, ooh, look, he offered a second. And then the next day, he puts photos of his book up there, and it 100% didn't say that in his book. Like, he – anyway, it's whatever. Like, understand what people are selling, right? Okay, this guy's trying to sell a book. I tell you guys this all the time. I tell my students this all the time. What are they selling? This guy's trying to sell his book and stir up controversy. Well, he achieved that goal. People bought it for a 24-hour news cycle, and then it comes out, and it's like, oh, total letdown. That's not what it is. Undersell, underdeliver. Allow your work ethic, allow your content to speak for itself. Allow your character to speak volumes for you. That's what it's about, and whenever that happens, people keep coming back, right? That's why you're here, hopefully. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome, man. I love it. I freaking love it. Glad you're here. And... I'll stay with this. Trey Lance needs work, okay? He needs to play. But not until he's fully healthy with all the starting snaps. Trey is not the savior of the 2021 year. He was never designed to be. Trey is the savior of the future of the 49ers, which is 2022, 2023. The kid's 21, youngest quarterback in the NFL. Fifth youngest quarterback in NFL history to start already. Be patient. Be patient. Be patient. And I know in today's news cycle, we don't want to be patient. That's okay. That's okay. That's not a bad thing. Now, there is lots and lots of good news. But before that, let's pay some bills. Here we go. My bookie, two free bets this week. What is a lock? A lock is simply put, a bet you can't lose. And with my bookie, you can't lose with the NBA lock of the season. When you bet on either team, the score between the Dallas Mavericks or the Denver Nuggets, this Friday you win. An NBA game has never gone scoreless, so you know it's a sure bet. So place your bet. They score you when it's that easy. Now, you paid Friday for the lock of the week. Saturday, throw down some money on UFC, baby. This weekend, listen to this. My bookie, not only the free bet in the NBA, they're giving you a $100 risk-free wager, meaning you cannot lose. You're not guaranteed to win, but you can't lose on the light heavyweight championship fight between Jan Blackowitz and Glover Teixeira. So don't wait. Head to mybookie.ag and use promo code 49ers or use this. You can scan the code. It's on that side. It's flipped. Um, just scan the QR code. Use promo code 49ers and get in on that NBA lock of the season. That's promo code 49ers. It's a lock. Get your season started with the win and thank me later. As always, bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. I love it. I love it. Um, now, a couple good comments here that I really, really want to talk about. Um, and I, I, think, I think that this is really, really good. Until Trey can throw the slant without hesitation. This is from Frank, man. Awesome point here, Frank. Um, it'll be time for Jimmy to go. Yeah, there's definitely some qualifiers in there as coaching staff that you're waiting for Trey to lock on to. Um, and, yeah, that's one of them. The timing on routes, that's another one. And, you know, I said to be patient. And Bernard, I want, I want to read your comment because I think it's important. Patient. Patient, we have not won a Super Bowl in over 20 years, and we're not getting any younger. You're correct. Can you fix that in 2021? Is there any personnel decision the 49ers can make currently to where they would win the Super Bowl this year? My argument is absolutely not. So you realize that, and so now you build for the future. I don't think it's a rebuilding year. Again, Guys, context, everybody's like, oh, our season's over. We're one game out of the playoffs. Seven teams get into the playoffs this year. Seven. One game out. We still have 11 games to go. We're two and four. It's bad, and our team looks bad right now. There's no doubt about it. Do I think we're a playoff team currently? Hell no, I don't. But we still got games. We still got to play. We still got to play. Why not turn it around this week? Why not? Why can't you figure that out? And so I get it, and it's frustrating, and I want that damn Super Bowl too. But you can't just wipe the slate clean every few years. You can't do that. Remember, we were in the Super Bowl two years ago, guys. We were in the Super Bowl two years ago. 
with this staff. Ah, anyway, all right, here we go. Let's get to some more good news. I like this. Before I jump into more practice report stuff and roster movements, man, these young studs on one play. I love this clip because, again, we're focusing on the negative. That's just who we are as humans. I understand that. But when you have three young studs that dominated on the offensive side alone, Charlie Warner, the highest-rated player, and dominated, man. Watching the film, showed out. Elijah Mitchell, are you kidding me? 100-plus yards rushing, looked great. Jalen Moore, rookie, fifth-round guy, steps into the left tackle for the best alignment, dominates. And it was like, man, could you imagine if there was one play that showed all three of these guys showing out? Well, guess what? We have something for you. <laughs> Um, let's watch Jalen Moore at the point of attack out here. Number seven, six, rookie left tackle gets up there moving, man. Good movement. Gets up, locates, sticks with them, chest to chest and body plants them. I like that. That's a good play right there. Really overall good play. Charlie Warner. Let's see what he does. He gets out there on the edge. Yep. Nice block. Man, there are just some positives. A lot of positives. Warner, young player. Jalen Moore, young player. Elijah Mitchell, young player. How cool is that? Like, we focus on the guys that don't play more than the guys that are actually playing. And you go on social media, you hear Aaron Banks, you hear Trey Sermon, you hear Trey Lance, and I understand those things, and that's legit criticisms. But why is there not more talk about how great Jalen Moore is? Why? Why isn't there more talk about how great Elijah Mitchell has been? Why? Like, those two guys are looking like freaking home run picks. That are going to be long-time 49ers. Now, we have to wait and see. But, man, that should be the conversation. You go to the defensive side. Man, Huff is killing it. Talanoa Hufunga is just a beast. Okay? And with Tard out, he's going to be playing. And, again, this, this play is important for several reasons. Um, it shows that this rookie knows what the hell's going on because he's correcting a vet. This is, again, missed execution on defense. Stop me if you've heard that before. In the secondary and linebackers, it's happening a lot this year. But watch Talanoa Hufunga correct a linebacker. That's a bad play there by Mosley. I mean, we just have nobody in the alley. This, this person should be making the play. He goes, we got two guys with the motion. Why do we have two guys going with the motion? Yeah, that's a missed assignment by somebody because we've got our safety and, yeah, somebody's wrong here, okay? You definitely do not need two guys going with a jet motion from a tight end. And we just left that gap. I'm going to say that's going to probably be on Marcel. Let's see. Yeah, you look right here. Talanoa. Watch Talanoa. The rookie correcting the three-year vet. Watch Talanoa right here after this play, and that kind of tells you, okay? Play's done. Watch watch 2-9. Hey, man, what's going on? Where, where's he at? Look at him. Hey, dude, you can't do that. Like, you don't need two guys going here, and that's where they're going to run it to right there. I mean, it's just we, we didn't line up. We didn't line up right, and we didn't execute. We got guys, vets, not doing the right thing. Look at I mean, the rookie's telling the vet, hey, man, that's not your assignment. <sighs> The kid's going to be special. Marcel Harris, oh my gosh, he's been so bad. Um, and the sad news is, with Aziz out and Greedlaw not due back till next week, that makes it problematic. Uh, There's definitely some issues there. But again, what do you want to choose? You want to focus on the negative? Cool. That's there for you? Go ahead. You want to focus on the positive? Talanoa's freaking, he's playing starting level football. And we're going to get, he's starting this week. So focus on the rookies that are starting. Yeah, we want them all. Of course, we want every draft pick to be amazing. Well, Talanoa is amazing. And I'm excited to see what he's going to get to do. A uh, couple questions I want to get to. T uh, Terrell, he says, Do you think Kyle is lacking in game preparation play calling? Because he's spending so much time developing and prepping for Trey's future. Um, I think the first part of your question is yes. Kyle is lacking in preparation and play calling. Not because he is developing Trey Lance's future. <laughs> I, so I'm taking the, the under on both of those. Um, he's, he's just struggling and figuring things out. It's one thing to be a play caller, okay? Which I've been a DC and a DC only. And that's like, okay, that's cool. Like you could just, I've got my guys. I'm on my side of the field. And when the offense or special teams is out there, I'm on the sideline with my back to the field coaching, right? Whenever you're DC and coaching head coach that's a whole nother ball game 
because now defense goes off. You don't get to go with the defense and make adjustments. You don't get to do that. Instead, your eyes are on the field. Your back is to the players that you need to be correcting. That's a whole other thing, and that's a struggle. And on top of that, it's not really your question, Terrell, but I'm glad you brought this up. This is a problem that young coaches, uh, McVeigh's, um, Shanahan's, whomever, that are play callers. And, man, I want to give a shout-out to Robert Sala right here because I think he did it correctly. Robert Sala was a defensive-minded head coach, got his head coaching job, and said, I'm not calling the defense. I'm just going to be the head coach. Now, Kyle Shanahan, I want Kyle Shanahan calling the offense. But what he didn't do, and I think this is key, he did not pair himself with a veteran defensive coordinator the first time, Robert Sala was inexperienced, or a veteran defensive coordinator the second time. And I think that's a gigantic mistake. I really, really do. Because as a head coach and play caller, Kyle Shanahan is, you've got to turn your back and just trust your defense. And I love, I love D'Amico. I think he's great. But man, there's a lot of very poor execution happening on that side of the ball. Kyle can't focus as much as he needs to on the offense. He can't do all those things, right? Mitch Hedberg, one of my favorite comedians, he's like, man, you know, my shampoo and conditioner says two and one, but that's bullshit, man. That's a bullshit term. Two's too big to fit in one. That's why two was invented. Like, we we think we have all these jobs. Me in particular, I've got three jobs right now, right? I can't do them all the way they need to be done. That is a fact. That's a fact. I can work my <laughs> I'm working really, really hard, but each job suffers some. It's just what it is. I'm freaking flying to Chicago this weekend, right? So I, I have to take off school so that I can make the flight in time to get everything set up at the hotel and all the accommodations for the 40 hours. All great things. You can't do it all. So that's a legit criticism. I really wish Kyle Shanahan would hire an assistant head coach. Somebody that's been a head coach in the past and could just be there and help with things like, good Lord, a headset went out this time with them, you know, the challenge and all those things. But I, I think that's important. And we're missing on a lot of those things, Terrell. And I, I think you're right with asking like, okay, why are these things suffering? Is it because of A, B, or C? Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I think he needs help. And he surrounds himself with loyal, you know, huge talent, young coaches. I think that's a problem. I really, really do. Not saying I don't like our coaches. I'm saying, man, get some seasoned vets in there. Look what Sean McVay did, right? He goes against Wade Wilson. All right, cool. Now you got Raheem Morris, right? Like he he gets these guys, but again, he did sprinkle in Brandon Staley, so you could throw that in there too. But like, I, I do wish we could figure some of those things off, um, things out, because you're right. There's issues there. Uh, there's issues there. <laughs> Philip, thanks for the gift, man. He he always got these crazy things. He said we should have traded Shanahan to the Jets, made Sala forty nine Sala head forty uh, head coach. You crazy, Phil? You so crazy. <laughs> I, I would prefer 
Kyle Shanahan is my head coach over Robert Sala still to this day uh, by a long shot. Now, let's transition. Let's get to some more good news and positive roster injury updates, which is crazy, but we've got a couple of them, okay? Kevin Givens, baby. Do y'all remember him? KG. He is back. Kevin G uh, Givens, he came off of IR today, and this is a big deal. He's not the only one that we got positive news on. Uh, Jeff, um, Givens starts today, his window. Hoping Greenlaw will come back next week. Um, Jeff, probably a couple weeks. So, okay, right now, Kevin Givens is back. That's huge because we need more defensive tackles. That helps considerably. Now, with D Ford out and, you know, Kinlaw out and all those things, we're getting back Jordan Willis. You remember that? He came off suspension. So we're getting two guys back on the defensive line. That helps considerably. Next week, um, Greenlaw is expected to be back. That's huge because, again, Aziz in concussion protocol. That's always weird. We'll have to see what happens. Greenlaw's a beast, okay? He is an absolute beast. And then on top of that, Jeff Wilson Jr., probably a couple weeks out. So you're getting some reinforcements, and bigger than all of those things, are you ready than this? And again, we were talking about leadership earlier. Well, this might be an answer. I expect him to come back next week. Um, they haven't guaranteed that to me yet, but just watching him, talking to him, um, I'd be surprised if he didn't. Now, who is he talking about coming back next week? The George Kittle. That's huge. That is huge. We got to get that guy back. Now, Charlie Warner, was, it lights out the last two weeks. You put Charlie Warner in that tight end two spot. Oh, my gosh. Now the running game. Woo. Woo. Just saying, man. It, things aren't as bleak as we think. And man, 49ers open report. Perfect timing, my friend. Thank you for the gift. Just wanted to say my 49ers are trash. <laughs> the two and first start. Uh, really hope the 49ers can turn it around. Shout out to the man for the hard work you do on YouTube. Thank you. Uh, appreciate that. And, yes, like that is – that's – that's what we should be. 49ers suck. Hope we can turn it around, right? We're the yin and yang. This sucks. I hate this. We can fix it. How do we fix it? How do those things change? And I think that's where we figure those things out. You know, another thing that I think is really, really important is just all the blown assignments on defense. We can talk about the pass interference, and we will, and I'll show you a clip talking about that because they adjusted, addressed it in practice today. But the missed assignments... And this play right here, this is a walk it. This is a free touchdown. Josh Norman, man, I think he probably had 10 to 12 missed assignments during the game. Yeah, he had two forced fumbles. He had play uh, pass defense. But, man, he is just the best player on our team or the best player on their team. And this is one of the negatives where he was the best player on their team. You could call a banjo, okay? So it, now let's stick with man first off. If, if it's man, then Josh Norman has to stick with Pittman no matter what. But he doesn't do that either. He like did, he had no clue what this play was. I mean, it was a very clear, and again, the 49ers defense is known for this notoriously because we don't switch our corners. Offensive coordinators will say, hey, we're going to pick on this guy. And it was very clearly we're going to pick on Josh Norman early, and it worked. It, Josh Norman just miscommunication, not even miscommunication, because whether it was man or banjo where he has the first outside cut, he didn't do either one of those. He's running in here to tackle the run game, and the ball's not there. Like, he just completely shat the bed. The entire first drive, the defense played incredible. One deep ball from Josh Norman. It was a 60-yard game. One blown everything by Josh Norman. Touchdown. So, two terrible plays by Josh Norman to give a free touchdown. Everybody else played wonderful this drive. Wonderful. And here's the thing that I, I don't understand. I try to preach this all the time. All of these guys, their job is to stop the run, okay? We've got all these guys in here to stop the run, and they're going to do this. Your job, mister, is to stop one guy on the outside. Why? Do your job. Your job's not in here. Your job's out wide. And they just walk into the end zone with ease because we do not execute our assignments. It's execution problem. Um, now, Josh Norman ain't going to change. <laughs> Barack, he says, what do you think happens more, Norman PIs or Jimmy INTs? Man, uh, I think Norman is worse because the film, golly, man, even whenever he's not being targeted, he just grabs and holds 
it's and he has like his his thing where I don't know if I still have this clip up here. Shout out to Juan Salas, man. That dude just dominated this press conference. He's got these clips and the clips from the Patreon. So if you see the clips of play breakdowns, man, over two and a half hours of film breakdowns this week just on this game alone, already up on Patreon. And if you join us over there, go to patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. Uh, just search that. Join us, the Frank Gore tier. You get every pay, you get every breakdown we've ever done. You can go back and watch Trey Lance College. You want to go back and watch last year's rookies um, in college, all those things. I mean, there's <laughs> there are hundreds and hundreds of hours. I'm going to get in trouble uh, because Patreon asked me to turn into it like an ambassador for him and all these things, whatever. Go, I mean, we're kicking butt over there, which is awesome. And that's a testament to everybody for the support. Over 300 members. Thank you so much. Um, but, man, go over there. Check it out. But listen, this is this is the thing. This is Josh Norman talking about how it's a disadvantage to play corner in this league, and he's not wrong there, but I've got something really bothered me about this. Look, it's, like I said, it's a passing league, so um, everybody want to see points. Um, I, I think we kind of at a disadvantage um, now from, from that. Um, but at the same time, yo – whether it goes away or not, we still got to execute. We, we, you know, those guys get paid just like we do. We still have to be in position to go out there and, and fight against the opposition. Um, and like I said, it starts in practice, and we're going to rep it, you know. Now it's starting to be a problem. Don't let it be a problem until it becomes a problem, as Coach would say. And we see it now, and sometimes teams just going to throw heave it up. <laughs> and if they do, we got to take the mindset as, that's my ball. And that's what I'm going to this week. That's my ball. Another one get thrown up. That's just how I see it. And we just got to be in position and be better. And we will. And like I said, we got the guys in the room. So, yeah. So, like, a lot of positives there. Like, right? There's an issue there. 100% he's correct. The NFL wants points and passing. That's correct. That's The issue is not, that's my ball. Not with Josh Norman. It's the opposite. The issue is, play your technique. It's not about you, okay? And, and that's how Josh Norman plays. The issue is, stop holding the damn wide receivers after five yards. Literally grabbing arms, jerseys, whatever. That's the issue. <laughs> like, so, like, he never addressed the issue, right? Like, you go through, like, okay, first step. You got to admit there's a problem, right? Like, he didn't admit the problem. No, he said, it's unfair against us. We got to fix it and so they will practice it okay so like he's just missing steps two and three there and i like josh norman i love his attitude i love all those things i do not like players that refuse to play technique i do not like players that put themselves above the team um and again josh norman has laid it all out on the line whenever he plays i love his i love the way he plays how hard he plays however Whenever you just leave your guy because you have the instincts, it's a slant route, like uh, Eric Davis, right? He commented, I shared that video of Josh Norman allowing a wide-open touchdown, and Eric Davis was like, oh, no, he didn't. that's not a blown coverage. Instead, he just went to chase the slant route because he was looking at the quarterback. Yeah, that's not his job, right? There's a walk-in player touchdown that, in my opinion, is a blown coverage. Like, whatever. Like, Eric Davis obviously knows more than I do about coverages. But what I do know is whenever a wide receiver walks wide o like walks into the end zone and you're 15 yards away and that was your responsibility, something went wrong, right? So, yeah, Josh Norman trusted his instincts and wanted to go for the slant. Not his job. He was wrong. He was wrong. He wasn't just wrong on that play on that drive either. The pass interference got them down there. So you got to fix those things, okay? Uh, George, thank you, man. Appreciate the gift. He says, John's all 22 breakdowns are outstanding. Thank you so much, man. We put a lot of time and energy into those. Um, and thank you. I really do appreciate that. Rudy, I think this goes with it. He says, have you already talked about Kirkpatrick play on Pittman's TV? That was really, really bad. Uh, I still can't believe that wasn't picked off. And so here's my question, okay? And again, I talked about this live after the show and yesterday. That was a testament to be D'Amico Ryans. We finally backed our corners up in our shell protection on third. and I think it was a first down, but it doesn't matter. And we allowed them to look towards the quarterback and make a play. And he just didn't execute the play, right? Execution continues to be the problem. Well, Kyle Shanahan said, today in practice, 
No footwork, dr footwork drills for the corners. All you're going to do is work jump balls. We're changing up all our individual drills and stuff today. No footwork stuff and like that. We're throwing jump balls and having them trying to locate the ball and do all that stuff, which is the only way to practice it. You know, you don't do one-on-one -on -one every day. We do one-on-one -on, -one on Thursday. So we'll get them a lot more live full speed reps at that um, and not work at the other stuff. Just work at that because um, it's way too bad right now. Um, no matter what the situation is, it's tough to win games if you don't fix that. You got to fix that. Like <laughs> that has to be fixed ASAP. Uh, that, that's all that there is to it. Uh, until that gets fixed, nothing matters. It really doesn't because we gave up 120 yards in a freaking monsoon to a bad quarterback with his two out of his three starting wide receivers out. Yeah. Yeah, man. You got to execute. And we, we can talk Jimmy. We can talk all those things. Jimmy's bad. We can talk about that. No problem. But man, our wide receivers are bad. Outside of Debo, our corners are bad. Outside of Mosley, our safeties, Tart got just absolute drummed. Um, he's out. Hopefully, whenever he comes back, he'll be healthy. We'll see with the rookie. Rookie's going to make mistakes. That's that's coming. It's coming. So just understand that that's a thing. But now, oh, what's up, Braves country? I love it, man. I love the Braves. My dad, uh, you know, he lived in Atlanta. My parents never lived together. And every summer, he ran a construction uh, crew. So I would go work construction with them. And he had Braves season tickets since, you know, I was like 10 years old. So I've been to well over 100 Braves games. I usually don't talk baseball on here too much because I know everybody's like Giants uh, or Dodgers or whatever around here. Man, huge Braves guy. So, yeah, I'm with you right there, baby. Let's go Braves. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Um, but before we jump onto some more positive things, and I want to leave this podcast on a positive note. This weekend, baby, this is huge for the 49ers Rush podcast. So I need your help, even if you're not going to Chicago, okay? Everybody keeps asking again. Everybody waits till the week of the game. We are hosting the best tailgate party, Niner tailgate party at Soldier Field. So anytime you hear somebody say, oh, I'm going to Chicago or whatever, tell them you need to tailgate with Chapman. Unlimited brats, unlimited beers, 30 bucks. That's it. Show up. We got you. We're going to be in the uh, Alder, Alder, yeah, Adler, sorry, uh, Planetarium parking lot, which is right in between Soldier Field and the Planetarium. Um, it's the best place to go for tailgating. Again, all you got to do is go to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. So direct them there or send me an email or whatever. Give them my information because I want, again, Chicago's a fun place. Bears fans are awesome. Um, we want to party together in a safe environment. And so if you, again, I go to games by myself. I'm flying out there by myself. I, I can't take the wife and kids to this. They got their jobs, all that stuff uh, going on. So like, again, if you know somebody that's going by themselves, party with us. We're partying Saturday night. We're tailgating Sunday morning. Come out, have a good time with us. Okay. Again, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Um, got my trivia questions up. We're going to be giving away jerseys, signed Trey Lance jersey. We got like nine jerseys. That I'm going to be giving away. It's a lot. Uh, Prestine Auction, Yeah, thanks to them. I got another shipment coming in. Giving up a bunch of stuff. So anyway, now let's get to, and this is what we're leaving with. Mike McGlinchey, who said positive, then I said his name. Play pretty damn good. Watch this touchdown play from Elijah Mitchell, the big run. Look who led the key block, and look who it was against. Uh, let's watch DeForest Buckner at the point of contact. McGlinchey washes him down. Um, completely down. So shout out to number six nine right there, man, taking on Defoe and just man washing him down to make the easy touchdown. Very very nice. Whew! Nice running by Elijah Mitchell. Of course, you got to give him his props. And what a drive! You come out, you you freaking kick butt. <laughs> you do everything you want goes right. No negative plays. And then after this, you know we're gonna get a decent drive up next. But then it just it's crap to bedtime. Nice block there by McGlinchey. Nice block. Amazing running. Yeah, and so, like, that's huge. You got stud rookie McGlinchey, very positive play. We, we harp on him a lot on this podcast just be, because he's bad play. Uh, that was good. Charlie Water, great lead block as well of that play. On the flip side, at the goal line, you say whatever you want about our defense. One thing is true. There is one beyond elite player on there. And that's Nick Bosa. Freaking Nick Bosa. That's all there is to it. Just Nick Bosa. Holding his arm. Watch him right here. 9-7. Gosh, man. 
just stonewalls this guy, two gaps it, makes the play, gets help from Aziz, I believe. But golly, man, this is all freaking Nick Bosa. That dude's a treasure. Gosh, he just blew that dude up, man. Nice play. Very, very nice play. And hey, Contavious Street, let's talk about big number 9-5. I think this is him here. He's playing in the backfield too. I love this. Yes, I'll take that against Quentin Nelson any day. Playing on the correct line of the line of scrimmage. Still got pancaked. But hey, if you're moving forward, you're not stopping your backers. And he has just been trash at that all year. So very positive play. And so, hey, man, we're going out on back-to-back -back plays of me talking positive about Mike McGlinchey, the film being positive about Mike McGlinchey, and Contavious Street number 9-5. Who would have thunk, man? Who would have thought this is where we would be? You guys are incredible. We got more stuff coming to you this week. Really appreciate all the support as always. Please hit subscribe if you haven't already. Please like uh, the video or podcast, whatever you're uh, watching. Uh, subscribe, rate, review the show. Helps us out tremendously. And join us on Patreon for the best content that's being out there. Thank you guys as always. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.